Hey guys, it's Ellie, and we are back on what I'm going to be renaming the Teen Jesus Sisters podcast. So this podcast is essentially about faith and living life of faith as a teenager and just everything that God calls us to and how we can pursue that even with school and friends and everything else we have going on. So today we're going to be talking about some lessons that I learned this past year, um, and these range from just productivity to school and people. So my first one is to follow your energy. A lot of this is just in scheduling and productivity and being effective. Um, For instance, maybe you have more energy in the mornings than for me, I wouldn't do this just because I feel like I already kind of wake up early, but waking up early before school, if you have the time for that, to maybe do some work or study and then you go to school because you have the most energy in the morning. Or maybe for me, for instance, I don't have much energy to focus on schoolwork right after I get back home from school. So I'll take a break for about an hour to an hour and a half, eat a snack, um, exercise, so that's when I get my workout done. And then I'll go ahead and do some work and then eat dinner. And then after that, I have more energy in the evenings and more focus to be able to focus on my work. Other things like sleeping, making sure that you're getting enough sleep so that you can even have that energy to follow. Um, It'll kind of vary from person to person. For myself, I feel like seven and a half hours or more is kind of where I'm at. Six hours is kind of, you know, seven is okay, but for each person, it'll be different. Maybe yours is like 10 hours. Maybe it's like six and a half, but I think generally it's better not to drop below seven and definitely not six. The next thing I learned was to actually start small with habit building. So, you know, like when you have all these habits that you want to build, all these things that you want to do, and then you just start attacking them all at once. Like I'll make a plan and I'll say, oh, okay, I'm going to do all these five things every single day. And it's like learning another language, starting a new craft, watching a show and also working on another project and then also exercising and journaling and doing all these new things that I obviously just don't really have the energy for. You need to go smaller than you think. People always say that. They say that that's what's best for consistency. And I never really wanted to listen to it because I just thought, oh, well, you know, I can do it all. You can after a period of time. (laughs) And even then, you can't do everything all at once. So, for instance, instead of, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to read the Bible for 15 minutes every single day, maybe just start off with five or saying, hey, I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes a day, which I think would be kind of hard for me. I would just say, just start with five minutes. Hey, I'm going to work out for an hour every day, 10 minutes. It's easier if you build it into your schedule, like for my workout, how I build that in right after I get home from school instead of just saying, hey, I'm going to do it, but then not really knowing exactly when you're going to do it. So that just goes into planning a bit. Um, But yeah, I think just having a task that you do beforehand or something that you do after, just kind of doing that habit stacking. For instance, I do my quiet time right before I go to sleep or, you know, I tagged on um, a new habit that I'm trying to start, which is just visualization. And it isn't like a manifestation thing or anything. It's just programming my mind to recognize the things that I visualize a bit more. Um, But that has to do with your reticular activating system. You can look that up. Um, But yeah, just making it time-based, I think, is really key to making sure that it actually makes your way into your daily routine. Number three is people-based. And 
this is something that is, I think, really important to building relationships and having an impact is just to stop interrupting and to start listening, to be a there you are person rather than a here I am person. And this is something that is super hard, um, but it's definitely important because we want other people to feel understood, to feel heard. You want them to know that they're safe with you. If it's someone who's, you know, not a believer, you want them to know that you still love them regardless. And I think even putting this into practice with family is something that we can often forget to do, even as just, you know, kids to our parents or to our siblings or to our friends. It's just like, oh, you know, like I'm with them. I want to talk about my ideas, but it's very important to that we listen to them as well. So do your best to hold your tongue and try not to think about what you're going to say next. Like... When I'm eating lunch, a lot of the times, I will, like, keep myself from taking another bite of my food because I have something I want to say, but then sometimes I'll catch myself and I'll be like, okay, so you're trying to wait on them so that you can say what you need to say. Are you really listening anymore? So then I'll just try and make sure that I take another bite, even though I have something that I really want to say, just to make sure that I'm listening to my friend well. And other ways you can do this and listen to other people well is to ask questions that slowly just dive deeper into emotions and understanding them and their drive. So maybe it starts off with, oh, how was your day? Oh, well, what do you like about this topic that you just talked about? Oh, that's interesting. Do you like other things like that? Oh, so what about it is it that makes you feel that way? Just questions like that that slowly just dig deeper. And then when other people are speaking, just to kind of diminish the number of responses, a lot of the times, um, I heard this on the Ed Milet show, but we think that it makes it sound like we're listening when they're talking and we're going, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, yeah, I totally understand. But really, it's just kind of disrupting that flow of dialogue that's coming from them. So it can be good to wait until they've actually like taken a break from talking. Then you can say, yeah, I totally get that. And then maybe they just keep on moving. But just to diminish that, stop those interruptions. Number four is kind of back on just effectiveness and just general purpose in life is to just think about what to take away from your life. And this can be hobbies and be different habits, but just really think about each one and say, why am I doing this? For instance, I had a specific hobby that I really enjoyed that was, you know, really fun, but there would be times where I was like kind of just seeking to I guess, express myself in a way that would make myself seem better. And I would always look at it as, oh, like, I need to be better. I need to be the best. And there's nothing wrong with being competitive in that sense. But I think in the end, it wasn't something that I really wanted to carry with me for the rest of my life. It wasn't something that I necessarily even felt comfortable in anymore. And it was a lot of it had to do with my own personal pride. And there's nothing wrong with doing an activity that you feel pride in, but I think just thinking about why are you doing it? What does this offer me in the long run? Do I actually want to keep on doing this is really important because that frees up time and energy for other things. And even things that you always thought you were going to carry with you forever, it's okay to let that go. But of course, you don't need to force yourself to let something go that you still really, really love. And I think just a question here to ask yourself is, Is it truly for God's glory and beneficial, or is it just for the opinions of others? But I mean, self-care here is different. If you have something that you love, 
or just an activity that you enjoy, it's good to have that to wind down to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, that you're having something that will fuel you. Just make sure that you identify why you're doing it and if it's truly fulfilling and contributing to the chief work that we have in life. So this next one goes back to just planning and prioritizing. I'm going to actually combine tips five and six is to start planning weekly and to prioritize what's important. So define the priorities in your life. Like identify what are the main roles in my life that I play. For instance, one could be ministry and church member or maybe school or in my instance, you know, student or podcaster or intern or employee, things like that, daughter, sister. And I want you to put those down on paper, think about them, and order them in what is most important to you. And think about just how they flow into one another and energize one another. For instance, one of the things that would create the most energy and drive for me would be spending my quiet time with God. So maybe I would write down either spiritual or his daughter, something like that. Um, And then the next pool underneath that would maybe be, it depends on the person, but that could possibly be your own personal self-development or your family or your friends, just seeing how those energies flow into one another. In my opinion, there are kind of two different ideas here. One is how your energies flow into one another, and then there's another one which is what is the most important to you. But in a sense, these are also, they can kind of end up as the same thing. So you might need to make two lists or you might just have one, Um, but then it's to execute that in your daily life, to choose oh, I prioritize family over friends, so I'm going to choose this over that. Oh, maybe I prioritized church over friends, so I'm going to choose my youth gathering over um, another hangout. But just seeing how that plays out in your life. And I would recommend being pretty hard with your decision-making here simply because that is what's most important to you. But there are times where, you know, maybe you have, in the instance of church and friends, maybe you have a really close friend's birthday party that coincides with a church meeting. Then just think about it. Say, well, which one is actually more purposeful, more beneficial? Which one can, you know, I benefit more from? Which one can other people benefit more from? And, you know, especially if it is a close friend, just go to that birthday party. But yeah, just little things like that. Sometimes there might be little tweaks, but I would recommend just sticking to it in general because that is a hierarchy that you do want to depend on in a sense and actually make sure that you are holding to. So this next one is to just start planning weekly um, and to enact those priorities. So you take those roles and this is a lot of what um, Stephen Covey says in his books, but putting out your big rock. So maybe for every single role, you have a couple of important tasks for those that week. So go ahead and take those and find a day, find a time to actually enact those. And then you can put in your smaller things, you know, the bits of sand, the bits of pebbles, and then each day you can kind of tweak it as you go. But that is just a good way to make sure that you're getting what you need to get done, done, and making sure that you have a spot for everything. And, you know, as the days come, you can be flexible. And I think that's another thing I learned is just to be okay with flexibility Um, to be willing to move things around even when it's not how I originally planned it. But yeah, move things around as you need in your schedule if it's necessary. Seven, you have the ability to choose your response in every situation. 
And I feel like this is something that we know, but we just don't always like to think about. But again, from Stephen Covey, responsibility, we have the ability to choose our response, response ability. Um, but just knowing that in every conversation and everything we do and everything we say, we have the ability to choose how we respond to someone else. We have the ability to choose even how we respond to ourselves, how we respond to a stimulus. Number eight is to honor your parents. And this one can be a little bit tricky, especially for adolescents like us. But this doesn't mean obey every single thing that they ever say. For me, it means to obey what they say that is godly, that does not go against what God's laws are, what God's expectations are. But just honoring your parents and letting them say their part and empathizing by putting yourself in their shoes. A lot of the times, I think we don't really realize it, but we tend to be very us-focused, and anything that they say, we feel like they don't have the right to say, and we feel like we're always right. And yeah, sometimes there can be some toxic relationships or just, you know, parents that maybe aren't taking the best care of their kids, so those cases are a little bit different. But in general, try to calmly present your view after listening to them. This goes back to just listening and understanding other people. And just don't be stubborn for the sake of being stubborn and just wanting to be right. Because a lot of the times we know we're wrong, but we just keep on going with what we're saying because we want to be right. We want to win. And I think just giving that up, everyone will win. And this one is kind of hard. We don't always like this one, but doing things when they tell you to or else scheduling another time and actually doing it then. A lot of the times, if I'm sitting on the couch with a blanket and I'm on my phone and, you know, maybe someone tells me to do something, I'm like, no, or I'll do it later, or I don't really feel like it. But just getting up, having the discipline to actually go and do it, the way that, you know, we sometimes need to parent ourselves, sometimes we just need to let our parents parent us. So then just actually go and do it. Or if you really can't do it or you're really not having the energy, Ask if you can do it at a different set time and then actually do it then. Don't just leave it and never get to it. Number nine is something that I already knew, but that I just never really executed. And it's something that kind of hit me pretty hard this year is to just be open-minded when it comes to friendships and not to judge people right off the bat. There was a certain classmate who I definitely judged right off the bat, and I regret it because I feel bad for the way that I treated them. It was nothing major. It just wasn't in the way that one should love another. Um, But, you know, everyone is fearfully and wonderfully made by God, and you may miss out on opportunities for growth and new experiences. And I know that for a lot of us girls, you know, we can be a little bit tentative. We can be a little bit tentative to have you know guy friends or something like that but there's nothing wrong with it you don't need to be afraid to be friends with guys just make sure that you're guarding your heart you're guarding your body and even with girls make sure that you know you're guarding yourself um but i think just treat guys like normal people they're humans we're all humans we can all have friends and it's good to have diversity in friends and to just get to know different people and yeah just have different friends because if you're always sticking around the same people You might not grow in all the ways that you want to. You might not laugh as much as you want to. You might not, you know, get as much enjoyment from that experience as you might if you had more diverse friends. And there's nothing with having a small friend group or anything like that. But I think just opening ourselves up to meeting people who maybe don't 
look like they would be the kind of person who would be our friend like I know I would always and I still kind of do in my head just judge people who look like jocks you know like tall people who look popular who I am immediately tend to think are just like stereotypically like snobby or arrogant but it's not always like that and you can make some pretty good relationships if you just open yourself up to them but that's definitely something that I'm still working on um but everyone has something to teach you everyone knows something that you don't and it's valuable to have those friendships and relationships so that they can reach you and you can reach them definitely do and 10 is a little bit out out of the blue it's more school and studying connected stop relying just on flashcards and start connecting and to meta learning there's nothing wrong with flashcards until it gets to be too much and if you're not really studying on all then flashcards can be a good place to start but i know that for me personally i would go through every single one of my notes and turn every single thing into a flashcard and it would take me a while to get through all of it and i wouldn't actually understand anything super well I mean, you know, like we go over it in class and also, and I'd understand it, but I would literally just memorize it and it was effective, but I could have done it in a lot less time. Our brain learns through making connections, making relationships. Like sometimes you might see something and you'll be like, oh, well, I can just remember this by relating this to that. For instance, um, in my recent psychology class, there was a figure named something Garcia. I really only remembered the last science for psychology because that's all I needed to do. But he had to do with a study on rats. And in my head, the rats were in an alley near, like, between buildings, like, in the city. So then I just made it, like, there was a restaurant there and there was, like, garlic. So (laughs) by thinking about the rats, I would remember garlic. So I would remember Garcia. So it's just those little ways that our mind connects things. And that's how we learn as we're babies. Besides like academic things, the way that we learn to talk and speak, the way that we learn about just, you know, anything basic in life, like how to wear clothes, how to do whatever. That's how our mind works. We make relationships and our long-term memory is essentially unlimited. I've been learning a lot from psychology, but I'm still learning every day. Um, I do definitely recommend occasionally watching to or listening to content on learning um, and getting, you know, that meta-learning, learning about learning from influencers like Justin Sung. He's a learning coach and everything is signing, is scientific and evidence-based. So it's just really valuable to think about that. And mapping out your thoughts, that's a really good way to represent your thought process because we don't think linearly. Like, can you really recall the last set of like down-the-page lines you took? I used to notes you took because I used to think that that was the best way to take notes was to make it really pretty and do all these bullet points but I have realized my mind doesn't think that way like no one's mind thinks that way so by making connections and you know using more visual things like pictures and images we're connecting all those different parts of our mind and that allows us to retain these memories better so I've actually found that when I started mapping I would remember where everything was on the map and that would help me to remember what the terms were, how they were related, and I would even remember like the diagrams I drew just because of the fact that I mapped them. And like even adding color and things like that, it can make it fun. But something that I did during psychology was just to get a basic understanding of keywords. I take it from the textbook and I would look at their definitions and then I'd like organize them and I do like 
this is when I would use kind of linear notes, but this was just really quickly for the terms online. And I would say, so you have like a topic on like operant conditioning. And then underneath that, you have like, it depends on how you would organize it. Maybe I would put like technique somewhere. And then I'd put like shaping underneath that. And then maybe I'd have something else where it said people. And then I put the people underneath there. But just organizing things like that, definitely look at some videos because I am most definitely not an expert. But these things just kind of make it easier to remember. And finally, just to learn in layers. Um, Dr. Justin Sung will always say like, you know, the best way to learn is to begin by that framework um, to prime your mind to build up that schema and then to build on top of that. And by starting with the big ideas, you actually cover a lot more of the content that's actually going to be tested. And through that, you can make connections so that you can actually solve the questions that you don't know answers to. And then between that, you can fill in the details. But it's kind of like the 80-20 rule. Like 80% of your results will come from like 20% of the content that you study. So if you start with details, it might come up, but there's a greater chance that it's not going to. So start from the big ideas and then slowly start adding things back in. That'll kind of help you cover the content in a more effective way, even if you're like cramming or something. Yeah, those are just the things that I learned this past year. They're valuable lessons and tips that I think would do us all some good, would definitely do me good if I applied them more often. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I am on Instagram at Revelations of His Daughter. We are changing that to Teen Jesus Sisters soon, though, on rebranding. Sorry, my mic just cut out, but on there I post different tips, um, things like Bible studying or just life or school, things like that, um, and just advice and encouragement. And on here, I do the same thing, just in a longer form content week to week. And I am definitely going to make it a habit. I'm getting consistent. We are going to be posting weekly right now. I'm thinking it's going to be on Monday, so that take a change. But yeah, definitely tune in next week because I will I promise I'll have an episode for you and yeah, just have an absolutely blessed week.